Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. The only podcast that combines teachers having an honest conversation over a couple of beers. So hey, grab a beer, take your seats, and listen in. If you'd like to contact us, we are at Classroom Brew on social media or classroombrew at gmail.com. But for now, let's start the show. Having a space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't like to take work home with me. Oh, for example, yeah, yeah. I've tried to make that separation. That's um, great. But even like... Like let's say, let's say I do because it does happen, or let's say I'm editing for the podcast. I try never to do it in the bedroom. I try never to do it like I'll do it in this chair. I won't do it on the couch or in that chair. Maybe at the table mm-hmm. because I want like the couch to be a place of comfort. I want that chair to be a place where mm-hmm. I can just you know read a book and then the bed obviously to sleep. There's definitely something to be said for the subconscious mental definitely you know work zones that you have. But definitely. But I don't know. Have, have you found that or is that just? Yeah. I mean, I try not to do any type of anything except for sleeping and sex and <laughs> the occasional like reading or listening to music in my bed. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I try to have like workspaces for yeah. sure. Like, do you have a TV in your bedroom? Cause like, no, I, I don't. can't, I can't mm-hmm. do it. When I was in college, yes, because that was your that room. Was but, like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You watch Netflix and fall asleep and you'd wake up and it's like, are you still watching? And you're like, I don't appreciate your tone. Netflix. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, anyways, um, Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 37 now. For you guys, it felt like a very long week while you were waiting on the edge of your seat to hear what <laughs> Sam and I were talking about. Uh, for us, we just refilled and refreshed, and now we're we're good to go. If you haven't already, please make sure you rate and review, subscribe, spread the word. Spreading the word is going to be huge to help this podcast grow. If you'd like to reach out and contact us, we're at Classroom Brew on your favorite social media, classroombrew at gmail.com, as well as facebook.com slash classroombrew. So we kind of left off. We were talking about a number of things, but... We were kind of chatting before the recording on plans for like moving forward and like you've got demo lessons ahead of you and <laughs> interviews, which it's an exciting time, but it's also a stressful time because you got to, you know, defend your resume. You got to talk about what you bring to the table. If you were to like be asked in an interview, what's like the one thing that you think would separate you from a candidate? <laughs> like one of the big things that, and it, I actually, it somehow already happened, which I was ecstatic about. Like I'm already co- coaching football and strength and conditioning coaching, but I was thinking like, I want to bring an after school program for like fitness and like lifting. And that was probably a really big selling point. What would be like your, your selling point? Something that you would really enjoy bringing to the table. Mm. And that was a big one to start That's off with. It. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is really good practice. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think big selling point for me. I like to say that I'm actually very, so my, my dream is to get a job in the city. And Mm -hmm. I would say that I'm very plugged into and aware of the different aspects, like the different movements that are happening in the city, like the different, yeah, just a lot of different things. Um, youth movements near it and connected to it so that you can get your students. Exactly. Yeah. So that would be like the benefit of like me teaching a civics curriculum or whatever, whatever it is. And hopefully heavily modifying what is in place. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, and so definitely that, um, I've had a lot of youth work experience. So like youth development, um, I've Mm -hmm. been like a camp counselor for like queer and trans youth and like a huge advocate. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like a teen group, you know, and stuff, stuff like that. And so there's that element where teaching is very much like about skills and academics, but it's also like, you got to have that other stuff 
mm-hmm. um, too. So Developing people. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. So that that's definitely an element to that. And hopefully this doesn't set me that far apart, but I think some cases it's true. But I just like love young people. Like I love mm-hmm. getting into their ideas, what they have to say. Like this is very cliche, but <laughs> like they are the future and the present to me. Like right. they really are. And so there's just that love that, yeah. You're one of the few, I don't want to say few, you're one of the smaller group of people that are going to genuinely mean it. Mm-hmm. Anyone can say it and be disingenuous about it. But from what I've seen in, I mean, I've only seen you teach like a handful of times with like demo lessons and things like that. But just knowing your background and how it's it's kind of similar in terms of advocacy to where I've come from. It takes someone that's actually invested in, because that's honestly where my desire to be in education came from. It was from student advocacy. Mm-hmm. And that sounds very similar to where you came from. Exactly. Which yeah. Is probably why we were able to connect so easily. Yeah. I'm also like very practiced in listening. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, and like I'm a little rusty right now, but like um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm decent at listening because I also have facilitation experience. So like Mm -hmm. listening to what someone is saying and like moving that idea forward. Right. Um, This was like the the parent and uh, and child groups, right? That you were kind of. Yep. Um, I've also just done like like different workshops and Mm -hmm. like educational workshops. Yeah. So I think that's maybe a skill that like sometimes gets overlooked in teaching. Oh, absolutely. There's so many, even when you get observed, that's something that gets overlooked and those nuanced things that we do from like moment to moment that, yeah. Are you a little bit nervous though? Like you mentioned like, Oh, I feel like I'm a little rusty at listening, which I think you're doing great. But (laughs) um, are there some things that you're like nervous about like re-engaging with? as a teacher, like when maybe for the first day of school or for a demo lesson where you're trying to win a job from this person that's never met you and maybe you met them for five minutes beforehand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I get, sometimes I get clammed up a little bit. Like I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think we all do, but yeah. Um, so yeah, when I like went for my sub interview, a uh, retired principal was interviewing me and I was like, okay. Wow, Whew, this is not going how I wanted to go. Um, <laughs> well, that's like, oh, my interview for the job I have now, it was an interim principal. And the second thing he said is, look, I'm just here to fill in because the other principal left. And if I didn't have to be here, I wouldn't be here. I would let Miss Bree be the person doing it. I think she should be principal. I don't want to be here. Can I see your resume? Like, who the hell is this, man? Like, welcome to the job. This is my first interview for, <laughs> for this teaching job. I was already, like, off on the wrong foot, but... Yeah. Are you going to, like, practice, like, a little... Like, because I'll be honest, I took every single interview with the exception of one mm-hmm. just for the practice, but... Mm, that's a really good idea. Now that Yeah. <laughs> now that I've had that sub-interview um, or sub-position interview, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, that gave me so much. And I could tell that that retired principal um she was asking a lot of like very direct <laughs> questions you know that a little too rigid at she, times yeah <laughs> you could tell she was actually li- like looking for something right but at the end i had the chance to ask her like what are some characteristics of a very effective sub and she just gave mm. me advice there you go and it was so helpful i was right, like all right. right like i should go to more of these <laughs> if it's a cps teacher they're just like don't let the room be a tornado yeah. when i come back but <laughs> right. no that's that's more telling though is what questions you ask rather than what answers because they've heard a million answers from a million different people mm-hmm. trying to get the same job mm-hmm. it is definitely the questions that you ask mm. so not that i'm like an interview expert but i went on a lot of them and it was a pain in the ass and yeah that's something that i thought stood out the most yeah no and did you find that like you asking questions like open things up or oh absolutely there was one interview where 
uh, and I, I got an offer for this job. I chose not to accept it because it wasn't the right situation for me. Excellent people that were working there. I, I would have loved to have worked there had I I'd taken the opportunity. But it was an interview that I thought got off on not a rocky start, but I could tell it was wrapping up earlier than you would like it to. Because, you know, if you're at like a 15 minutes and then that's the end, you're like, oh, shit, I, I fucked up something. Mm-hmm. But it got to the question point and that interview went for about 90 minutes oh, after wow. that. And so literally the majority of that time was just based off. I don't even know what I asked anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's gone. Probably repressed it because I was so scared. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it was definitely more telling. And I almost guarantee not to say that your question or your answers to their questions shouldn't like don't blow them off. Mm-hmm. Answer their questions, people. Right. But it's definitely it's probably what opened the door because maybe they weren't the right questions for me to get them to know me. And so mm-hmm. by me opening the door to something that I was curious about, mm-hmm. they started to see, oh, okay, this is how we can kind of see him working in this mold rather than this cookie cutter mm-hmm. that we were looking for in this process. Mm-hmm. But that would for that sure. would be my advice is to uh, cater your questions to highlight the things about you. Not that you're mm-hmm. like Billy Mays trying to say, but wait, there's more, but you're trying to like, you know, sell them a little bit, show that you're engaged, show that you've done a little bit of research. Definitely. Especially based on that school in particular or whatever it is. Right. I've right. Heard. Yeah. There, I mean, not, there were a lot of interviews. There was at one point I mixed up school mottos or something like that. And I was like, fuck, that's <laughs> definitely not it. They're going to pick up on that. Um, definitely didn't get a call back on that one, but uh, but no, it, it worked out in the end, which is good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the big things too, and we didn't quite get to this on uh, any of the previous episodes, but uh, we were talking about uh, disclosure in the classroom and like the types of relationships that people have between students and teachers. Mm-hmm. And so I know you said that you, you chose to disclose certain things or another, and mm-hmm. a lot of it came to show itself like your identity uh, in terms of, of gender and race and ethnicity, it came through when day by day with the curriculum, with your perspective that you offered. In terms of like disclosure with your day-to-day life, you said that one of your biggest regrets in the last episode was not letting students in on the fact that you were dealing with loss, with grief. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you would see yourself once you're like established, like in a school that you're going to be for, you know, one to X years? Uh, what's like your ideal, like, this is what it's going to look like when I walk into the building to the, you know, the time that I walk out from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, what does that disclosure, that relationship look like in terms of your professionalism and healthy student to teacher bonding? That's a really good question. I feel like I'm going to be, yeah, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to be exploring that my entire career, to be honest. Yeah, because I think it's so tricky because stuff is just going to come up, you know? Mm. Um, I think like even in the curriculum, like the, the law class that I was teaching, um, when we're talking about the role of the eyewitness in Mm -hmm. child sexual abuse cases, you know, like stuff like that where you're you're like, okay, like (laughs) this is real stuff. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and like, how do you, you know, there's different things where it's like, you're talking about, um, closed caption tell like TV or what is it called? Sorry. That's closed circuit. Sorry. Closed circuit Mm -hmm. TV or whatever, where someone who's a survivor of like abuse or trauma or sexual assault, um, has the option to be in a different room in during court. Um, than the actual, like where the, whatever you call it, proceedings are happening, uh, for the protection of the person Mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff where it's like, okay, like, I've had friends who've done that, you know? Um, And so this is very personal to me. And so at that point, like, I think I did disclose that, like, this is still, 
like your textbook may be a little old, but this is still the case because my friend did this. Sure. Um, and so how, yeah, I don't, you know, that I felt okay <laughs> doing, you know, because I want students to know that like sexual assault is real. The stuff we're talking about is relevant and real. It does happen. And like, mm-hmm. ideally it would never happen. So stuff like that, where they, they know that like, I have empathy. Do you think it would, and whether it's, whether it's you or another teacher, do you think that empathy or maybe even sympathy for someone that has experienced it, is it more profound coming from a teacher that's an adult in your life than it is for a celebrity that you follow on Twitter and you admire <laughs> and you strive to be? Like, that's a, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I think that like that stuff is important, like celebrities, Twitter, whatever, saying like modeling you know, certain things, but <laughs> we're looking at you, orange in chief. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it appropriate. But. I know. <laughs> um, yes. But it's also like, they need to know that like they're safe. I mean, there's no such thing as like a completely safe anything, but mm-hmm. like they need to know that like, I'm not going to accept certain things in right. the classroom. Like there's a standard. And so that's the other thing is like doing activities. Like, um, when we were exploring like the role of the police or something in certain situations or like restorative justice, like mm-hmm. where do you fall when we're doing like a human spectrum activity? Like, do you agree more with this or do you agree more with this? Right. Oh, you um, mean like students when they like line up in the room mm-hmm. and then they gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Like so lining you can up. You see a human graph. Yeah, exactly. Histogram, like, right? What? Histogram. <laughs> Is that histogram? what it's called? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to educate the youth next week, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's human histogram. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, we know what it is. We don't know what it's called. But right. That's what's important, people. That thing, yeah. <laughs> um, where I read two statements and they line up based on where they what they agree with more. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that where it's like, yes, like I will to a certain extent like disclose my viewpoint or like set a standard for what's acceptable in the room or mm-hmm. demonstrate that this stuff is real in my life too. Um but I don't know what that line is yet, you know? I mean, I mm-hmm. do when I, when I bump up against it, but sometimes it's just like feeling it out, you know? <laughs> that oh shit moment, which yeah. I've come into that. Like, oh, uh, yeah. there was one, for example, where I, I don't even remember what it was. I, I asked something about historically, like which person would you, you know, align with politically? And it became like a, man, fuck the police and, you know, fuck Trump and all this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I don't want to get into my opinion and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, I'm not happy with the election either, but mm-hmm. have you had like a moment where you, you did bump that line and you're like, oh shit, how do I, <laughs> how do I tiptoe out of this? Cause I guarantee you mine was not, it was within the first like two months of school and it was probably so clumsy. I'm glad my co-teacher wasn't there that day. <laughs> so mm. no one else witnessed it. Yeah. Um, unless any students mentioned it. But I remember I had a conversation with, it might've been Peter on the podcast where it was, I'm sometimes scared. Or it was, it was Matt, um, I don't know if you, but he was in his first year when we were in our second year or something. Mm. Uh, it was, how do you show both sides of an argument, empathy towards the other side without vilifying yourself? So like if my students do not like Trump mm-hmm. and even though I personally didn't vote for him, mm-hmm. like I'm comfortable saying that on this podcast, those of you that listen, bye. <laughs> um, but I, I was thinking like, how do I still show empathy and show the other side for maybe there's a student that doesn't agree with the majority or maybe these students need their mind opened up. And mm-hmm. that's not just like a, a Trump versus Clinton type of thing. That's just any side of the coin because like mm-hmm. I'm a political moderate. So I, I, mm-hmm. 
I see both sides to everything, mm-hmm. uh, even though I still lean a little more liberal, mm-hmm. uh, especially lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but so how do I still highlight, in this case, the conservative point of view without my students thinking, oh, man, he's an asshole. He, he disagrees with me because it's mm-hmm. not the case. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember how I tiptoed out of it exactly. <laughs> I think it was I think I got bailed out. This was, That's right. This was on a Tuesday and there was an announcement on the PA system. And then I pulled the uh, where was I? Oh yeah, well we we got to switch on and move on to something else. So I got bailed out. That was amazing. Um, thank you, Miss Bree, for that. <laughs> um, but have you have you had like a moment when you're like, oh, like don't want to say the wrong thing here, or oh yeah, I really stepped in it, or definitely. Um, I mean, definitely during the police unit, though. I tried to kind of keep it like this is what this person might say, or this is an argument right. that this side That's might. That's a good point. Way to take it. Um, and then also um, the curriculum that I was given with the two topics on the electoral college and recreational marijuana. Okay. Yeah. Um, so both those times I got asked at least once what my opinion was mm-hmm. on those things. Well, that always happens. Well, yeah. I, I even got asked, I did a thing on who started the cold war. It's a shag unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked, well, what do you think? And I was like, I'm not here to tell you, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that was really tricky. Um, yeah, just like it's tricky because it's like, do I disclose how I voted or not? Even though it's very obvious that like I think when people when students get to know when my own politics come out, um, sure. if they you know, they would it would be obvious that I would not vote for Trump. Well, yeah, I mean, it manifests itself in the story you tell. If you're focusing yeah. on social justice, for example, like absolutely, yeah, absolutely. yeah. And so that was a little bit tricky. Um, and actually, whatever people might hate me for this, but like, <laughs> I actually voted for because we live in a blue state, mm-hmm. and because I know that like it's important for third parties to be able to get funding. And I knew okay. that Illinois was going to probably go to Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, I voted for Green Party. Okay. I don't think that's a, an alienating statement. I think yeah. that's a, a lot of us were not really entirely sure. Like we, yeah. we knew we, who we didn't want to vote for. Right. But who did we want to vote for? Eh, I'm not really sure. Yeah. No, so. for sure. Um, so that was interesting um, to be like, to kind of disclose that I voted for Jill Stein. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. And so that was like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But um, yeah. You can tell even now you're just kind of like, oh. Yeah. So then on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. But um whatever. Uh and yeah, so it is what it is. Yeah, it's in the past. It's yeah. Like... But then with the recreational marijuana stuff, like I was like, "Oh man, how do I navigate them like very directly asking me like Right. What do you think or have you smoked or like <laughs> So now I'm, I'm very curious. How did So did you disclose or no? I just said um well when someone asked like, "Did have you smoked?" You said yes you out of a Dunkin' Donuts thing <laughs> <I should> have, <laughs> with yeah. a vape pen. Yeah, I was I was doing it in the back of the room in a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I modeled it for instruction. I gave you guided practice, and I released the scaffolding for gradual like, release of responsibility. Now you try. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I you do. do. You do. Exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah. Sorry, no. but anyway, so no, that's uh, in terms of disclosure for that. Um, I think I just said, like, I'm not at liberty to disclose that or something nice, like that. Nice, nice. Nice. Because I was like, I mean, I could have, I could have not, but so it really went, doesn't matter. Oh, Mr. Sam did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then as far as like them asking me what I think about should our state legalize recreational marijuana, mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, I understand the benefits of it for a lot of people, although medical marijuana is already 
pretty legal. Right. But um, and like marijuana itself is like decriminalized to a certain extent. But like, um, yeah. And so I was just kind of like, you know, here are the I see the benefits. It affects my family directly because I have family members who have PTSD and I have family members who have autoimmune diseases, you know, and like all this stuff. And, and I get the access piece, but here's what I see as like a definite counter argument, which wasn't the Mm. counter argument of like, no one should smoke ever, but it was like an economic (laughs) argument about like the people who are currently jailed or in prison. Are you going to release them for this? You know, if this is legalized, so, or give reparations or whatever, you know? Um, so that was an interesting thing. And then I was like, and will those people who are currently hustling to sell, like <laughs> going to be the ones who get the business um, right, permits and right. stuff? Is it like, now, are they entrepreneurs? Right. Or, which by the way, I had an econ teacher that said a pimp is an entrepreneur, but besides the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like, then how do we also create like equity or like, you know, access or like think about this in terms of economics mm-hmm. um, and then think about like who is largely who's largely been criminalized because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are we going to then like how how does that then if this is legalized, like how are we going to address that? Yeah, it's tricky waters that I wouldn't want to handle. Yeah. <laughs> and so I brought those things up, you know, and luckily some students had already been thinking in terms of that, which was I was very impressed with. But um so that's kind of how I navigate it. And I didn't quite like give an answer, but I was like, here's <laughs> well, what you could consider. Yeah. Well, and sometimes our job is making them uncomfortable and realizing that there's going to be a, what's the word? It starts with a D. You're like, Oh, like dissonance? Dissonance. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be that cognitive dissonance with something that maybe initially they had an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. And then the more that they dug deep, they realized, Oh, this is kind of, this is kind of fishy. Yeah. But, uh, absolutely. Do you have like a, an all time favorite either from your time before student teaching, during student teaching or maybe you got something from one, your uh, um, the student teaching conference that you had every single week. Like your your one big like this is the defining moment aside from the Dunkin' Donuts thing. That's a I, that's a great question. <laughs> you're coming up with all these great questions. No wonder your 15 minute turned into a 90 minute interview. Um, <laughs> well, that was more that was more me partially bullshitting. Where this is this is genuine, non trying to get a job thing. Let's see. Oh gosh, I think. Um, sort of towards the end where like my last day I, I, I left students with a bunch of my favorite poems and quotes. Oh, that's really nice. Was it like each one per student or just like a, a like a PowerPoint? <laughs> I did. That's it. still nice though. Yeah. It's um, a piece of you. And it was really touching. Like I got to, cause they know that I love them to death, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that I always would reaffirm like, yes, I might get frustrated, but I want you to know that it's a blank slate every day mm-hmm. and just like all this stuff. And like, one of my favorite quotes is by a poet, um, and I'm going to like, I don't know if I'm going to say her name right, but um, Nayira Wahid. Um, she's like posts a lot of stuff on Instagram. I was waiting for you to say like Maya Angelou. Oh, and yes. like, How <laughs> it's a prominent <laughs> name. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, I also so, enjoy, I love Maya Angelou. So what's, but, what's the quote or the, the poem? It's something like, oh man. I'm it, sure it'll be just as eloquent. Don't worry. It's <laughs> no like, pressure. you will be lost and unlost over and over again but um don't worry love you're meant to be this epic glorious story or oh, something I like, like that. that and and that's like what i got to leave them with right um because everyone always says like oh it's gonna get way better and it may or may not you mm-hmm. know depending on what people are dealing with but like to really kind of have people know that like it's okay 
mm-hmm. to be lost and unlost over and over again. Like yeah. that is something that I would want my students to know. Yeah. You can almost use the less eloquent version where you got to be planted in shit before you can grow into a flower. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. Um, and so I'm glad I got to leave them with that. And mm-hmm. um, I got student surveys back, um, which was okay. really cool. I did like kind of an exit survey too. Mm-hmm. Um, so like those things where I really just got to like get feedback from the students and, um, highlighting, I think, I mean, we already talked about this, but seeing my students play was amazing. Yeah. That, that um, sounds like a great experience. Yeah. It was so, Anytime I, you can see someone's passion. That's like oh my gosh. a powerful moment right there. Yeah. I, and it was like one, that was like one layer of it. And then the other cut was just that, like. I cried the entire time while watching that play. It was just such a good play. Sure. Um, And so, yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Um, And that same student, like after I had left them, the students with like quotes, um, she like wrote me a little like card with her favorite quotes, which was really sweet. Yeah. Um, So yeah, just little things like that. Yeah. I remember I did, I did a, uh, like a post survey for them. And the last question was like, anything you want to tell me, like I'm leaving, like, cool get it out now yeah and i had this one student that she was only there half the time and it was difficult for anyone to accommodate her and everyone left like these nice like notes and things like that and i was just waiting for that one Mm -hmm. and all she put was no context she goes thanks for trying and that's it oh my god (laughs) that's the only bad one that's the only one that stands out of course so yeah thanks for trying so uh i guess the one last parting thing because i was recently thinking about like self-care and so like I recently went to get a massage for the first time in my life and I was, I was kind of nervous. So I was like, I don't know, I've never really had this. And we were kind of talking about like, there is that healing power to it. And mm-hmm. since self-care is so important, what's mm-hmm. like your number one self-care thing for either that you are trying to explore more or that you're an expert in? Mm-hmm. What's your go-to? I can think of two things actually, but one may not be so appropriate for this. <laughs> I think I know um, the other I will share is um, definitely music. Okay. I'm getting like more and more into like I was a music kid growing up. I was total band okay. geek. And since then, like I just haven't like it's become another way to work my brain, but like to relax sure. at the same time. What uh, what instruments? Or so instrument? I grew up playing the alto saxophone. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, and then also, so I picked up some ukulele. I keep trying, but it's, it's so hard. Yeah. Let me know. I'm not great, but I, you know, I can figure out things. Teach, help me. Yeah. <laughs> not teach, help. Yes. <laughs> I can support. Um, and uh, I've tried tried to start singing a little bit more. I'm oh, not nice. a very good singer, but, you, you can know. try it out it on here. I'm just kidding. No, oh, I'm just gosh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Your ears would bleed. Um, and uh, I picked up the drum set a little bit. Okay. So, um I, for frustration or for beat? I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I actually, um, so I got a nice tax return um, being in school, uh, ah. but like, which was amazing because, you know, you don't get paid to student teach. Mm-hmm. You're actually paying to student teach. But, oh. um, and so I ended up splurging like a couple hundred dollars on an electric drum kit. Okay. That's so smart. I could play at home. Right, without disturbing everybody. Exactly. Um, and so, and I got that during student teaching. So I was like, I need something like, um, and so, yeah, I've been playing on that a little bit more. Uh, my friends play various instruments. Um, so like they'll just come over and we'll just like play music together. Um, I listen to music a lot. So yeah, I I would definitely say music and cuddling. 
We'll do the PG version of it. Um, <laughs> good parting. Good parting thought. I like that. That's, that's the best part right there. Yeah. All right. Well, Sam, thank you so much for, I mean, you came all the way down to the South Side and we did a, a nice little marathon of three episodes worth. So thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Thank you. This was awesome. Absolutely. Do you think you'd ever want to, like, once we get like an update beyond maybe again? Oh, yeah, definitely. I love this too, because like, we're such historians too. It's like we get to like... <laughs> have this archive of That's amazing true. We conversations can look back on this yeah i might cringe at a few things that i've said in like 50 you know? years but you know what <laughs> growth it's, it's yeah. yeah growth, growth. there you growth go minds no <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right well thank you again for being on for everybody else that's listening in thank you so much for all the support make sure keep spreading the word i really appreciate that rate and review in whatever podcast app you're listening to especially apple Podcasts. that really helps me out if you'd like to reach out or if you'd like to be on the show reach us at classroom brew on your favorite social media classroom brew at gmail.com you guys know all the places just give us a quick google you can reach us on itunes iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, stitcher radio google play Podbean, Podknife, overcast anywhere that can pick up on our stream so thank you again for listening and as always or at least until next week class dismissed